0: I found my YouTube lady podcasting soulmate in the fantastic Erica Vieira, and we are talking about all things YouTube today on the podcast. Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with vidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos YouTube reach by studying titles, description, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up ladies? Welcome to the episode of the Women of YouTube podcast. Super pumped to be joining you up in those earbuds today. And I think that you are going to get so much value out of this. Because Where I usually like deep dive into like YouTube creator life and all of the jazz that goes into this, Erica and I actually just talk about like how you can be a better YouTuber. We didn't really dive deep into like her story or any of that kind of stuff. Like we really wanted to focus on like what is needed to be a creator, what is needed to make you a better person, a better business owner, a better, all of the things. I think you're going to get so much value out of this because she has talked to hundreds of creators and has had hundreds of episodes over on her podcast. And I think that you were going to have a really good time just giving you lots of value. And I can't wait for you to listen to this. Now, before we dive into this, I really want to make sure that you head over to our Facebook group, womenofyoutube.com forward slash groups forward slash women of YouTube, or you can just search women of YouTube official to join in the festivities over there because I am doing a great big bit gigantic huge awesome live stream on Wednesday the 10th at 11 a.m mountain time breaking down all things that have to do with vidIQ. We are going to be diving into like what this tool is, why it's vital to your success on YouTube, and how it is different from TubeBuddy. Both are great tools and we're going to talk about the differences and um, why I think vidIQ is going to really help you Go from being productive to seeing actual growth. It's gonna be good, even if you just watch the replay, ask questions, and of course go sign up for vidIQ for free over at womenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ. All right, let's dive into this awesome chat I have with Erica. I hope that you love it as much as I loved getting to just like pick her brain and have conversations. So that you can figure out what you need to do to be a better YouTuber. Erica, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast, especially because you are my other lady YouTube podcaster. I think we have a lot of good stuff we're going to talk about today.
1: Yes, I'm so excited, Desiree. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I, I love what you're doing and it's just an honor to be here chatting with you.
0: Yeah, so let's let's do this. Okay, so why YouTube?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to try and make a long answer very short. So people always ask me like, how How did you get into this YouTube space thing? Right. And the interesting thing about my story is I didn't get into working with YouTubers, having a YouTube bootcamp for women, hosting a YouTube related podcast because I was in YouTube. I actually was not in YouTube prior to doing all that. Um, my background is sales and marketing. I did sales and marketing Forever, uh, in the corporate world. And I also am um, a business owner. I had a clothing line for years. I sold licensed uh, sports apparel to women in the sports stadiums here in Los Angeles and the universities. Uh, but also, at the same time, I had a background in acting. I did musical theater growing up. I did a lot of theater and acting and commercials and red carpet hosting uh, here in Los Angeles. And so I studied the Meisner acting technique. So I had these skills that I did not know, you know, years later would be applied to what I do now, which is working with YouTube creators and hosting the YouTube podcast. So to make a long story short, I uh, was hosting a red carpet show for Maria Menounos, who um, she has a, network here in Los Angeles and I got introduced to the world of not just YouTube because I was watching YouTube but YouTube stars because mm-hmm. I was invited to go interview a lot of YouTubers at VidCon and that was back in 2014 and I'm like whoa like what is this like I knew YouTube I watched OG beauty gurus on YouTube like Emily Noel like uh Candy Johnson but I didn't realize at the time that this was like a whole industry and it was a huge thing so when I interviewed YouTube stars the interesting thing was like okay, I had interviewed celebrities on the red carpet, like you know, Usher and people like that. I, people, the, the fans for these YouTubers were going way more crazy than some of these crazy famous celebrities uh, on the red carpet. And so that made me start to think, wow, this is, this is the future. YouTube, YouTubers, girl next door, boy next door, that's the future. So then I got the idea to start oops, I got the idea to host a podcast, the YouTube power hour podcast. Because so I'm like, these stories are fascinating to me. These are people that are literally in their bedroom. And now they're superstars. That's so interesting. And nobody's talking about it. And I really wanted to focus on women. Because I just felt that YouTube is such an incredible opportunity for women. You know, we, we have so much going on, right? We're, uh, you know, we're, we're students, we're, we're full time, Time, working full-time we're mothers we're daughters we're you know we, we, there's so much of us and to be able to have an opportunity like youtube where you don't even need to leave your house but you can support yourself and your family and be financial free to me is incredible. So I started the YouTube Power Hour podcast, which at the time was called the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. And okay. I interviewed well-known female YouTube creators, and then it morphed into the YouTube Power Hour podcast. And then now where I do coaching for female YouTube creators in the beauty, fashion, fitness, wellness, and lifestyle space. And I have my Zero Influence YouTube bootcamp. So Yeah. That's my long story short. (laughs) Okay. So
0: why did you have, why did you choose to do the podcast versus also, or just doing a YouTube channel?
1: Yeah. So that's a good question. So at the time I wasn't, to me, it was more about learning about these YouTubers, a YouTube channel would have been just me talking about myself. And I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't wanting to, Oh, I'm going to talk about beauty or whatever. I considered it, but I was like, I find this to be really interesting. Like I want to talk to these people and podcasting. I working with Marina Manunos. I did work with a lot of podcasts and I hosted a bunch of podcasts previously for that network. So I was familiar with that space and I didn't see anybody else doing it either. No, I mean, nobody was doing it on YouTube and nobody was doing it as a podcast. So I was like, nobody's doing this. And interviews to me lend themselves really well to podcasting. So now, you know, the interviews are all on YouTube and everything. But at the time when I started, I did have them on YouTube and I stopped because I was in the middle of having babies. I had two babies and I'm like, I could only just do audio. But yeah, to answer your question, it just made sense to me.
0: So have you been able to take what you're doing with your podcast and turn it into coaching? I am sure without fail, someone asked you, how do you teach you about YouTube when you mainly have your podcast and and all that kind of stuff. so how how does that part work like? What's the answer to that?
1: So what happened was that at this point, I have interviewed over 300 women on the podcast. and when I first started the podcast, I did not have an intention to coach. For YouTube. It wasn't my intention. My intention was literally just to have this podcast and share these stories. It was for fun. It was actually an outlet because I was working corporate America and it was a lot of fun. But in the process of interviewing people, they would, they, and like, you know, this, you know, when you're interviewing somebody, you, you become close to them. And then after the interview is over, sometimes I'd be talking to them for, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, sometimes two hours. And we'd be talking and get to know each other. And they would ask me questions like, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And I would give them a lot of advice that kind of parlayed into people saying, Hey, can you maybe help me? So I would start helping people that I become friends with, with their channels. And then they started to see results. And then they would tell their friends and then their friends would come to me and then I'd start working with them at the time I wasn't charging anybody I was just helping them you know and slowly I said and then at the same time I was growing an audience and they're like wow you you know so much about YouTube can you help me so then I started helping my audience and that at that point I it was coaching but it was I was barely charging you know I put it out there and they're like yeah sure and so I coached all these people and then their channels would blow up like they saw results other people saw results. They would tell their audience about it. And then from there, it just kind of grew. And then that's when I made a decision. You know, I gotta make this an actual course because I can't serve this many people one-on-one like I'm doing now. I need to make a course, I need to make a system. And I'll be honest, like I had the same thought you did. I'm like, I don't, I don't have a YouTube channel. So I sh- I'm not the one that should be doing this. But I had people around me telling me like if you ever do it though, I'm going to sign up. And I had my own internal struggles and my own imposter syndrome that I went through. And I was like, no. And that's why it wasn't until what, three and a half, four years into the the, the podcast that I even did officially my bootcamp because I was my own block. I was like, I'm not, I'm not qualified to do this. I'm not somebody out there on a, you have a YouTube channel talking about how I grew my own YouTube channel. And but finally, I just, I had so many people just requesting it that I launched it. And when I launched it, my, my, they call it, you know, your beta launch. I had over 80 something people sign up for it. And then from there, it's just, it's just snowballed where now I've had, you know, over 500 women gone through the program, um, on top of the dozens and dozens of women that I, I one-on-one coach. So yeah, it's really, it's from results It's because, and and now in retrospect and kind of looking back on everything, I realized that my background fits really well into YouTube because of my acting background, I understand what it takes to have camera presence, I know what it takes to be good on screen. Also, my sales and marketing background, so much about YouTube is about how you market your videos, how you're marketing yourself. And yeah. I also think, you know, I always ask this question, like, you know, to people on the podcast is, you know, what is your say unfair advantage? What do you have that nobody else has, right? And I think for me is I do really understand how a person is their own unique, how to help people bring out their own best selves. Mm -hmm. I have that. I'm able to understand when just talking to a person for 10 minutes, I was like, that's what you need to do. I know. I know right now what you need to focus on. You're doing the wrong thing. Do this, do this, do this. So I think I have that just innate skill that in working with people and working with women, I can help them see for themselves what they need to be doing on YouTube to best succeed.
0: Yeah. And I think what's really great is, you know, There, While nowadays there are more budding female YouTube coaches and stuff out there, you were feeling a need that I think so many women had at that time. Like, how can I, how do I do this? Like, what does this look like from a female perspective? Because I feel like, and you've, since you've coached so many women, like, you know, like being a woman is a totally unique experience compared to a man and not in a bad way, but in like some of the best ways possible because we're we're just different biologically and innately and, and our instincts and the things that we struggle with and the things that we flourish with are also different so it's finding mm-hmm. a way to also have that conversation where it translates best to that audience and i think that it, it's just so overlooked like it just it just makes yeah. so much sense to have to learn from someone that's like until you know you know like like why is this not working and then like you're like aha The reason this wasn't working is because I wasn't working with someone like me. I wasn't working with a woman who understood my struggles and my needs and all of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and I love how you brought that up because I do – I mean, whenever anybody signs up for my programs and I I love – like, really understanding my audience. Like, I make, and if you ask any of my students, like, I make them fill out surveys like all the time when they first sign up, when they leave, like in between. So, I really want to understand like why people are, you know, gravitating towards me. And that's what they say is that like, because you're a woman, because you understand what it takes to succeed in these niches in beauty, in lifestyle, in fashion, in wellness, in motherhood. Like, you really understand these niches that they didn't feel were being served and say some of the other YouTube help things.
0: I know things are getting really good here, but let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors.
1: Through like going out and exploring and being on my natural adventures and just kind of like taking photos along the way, but didn't really think of it as really satisfying my curiosity until probably about a year or two into it when something kind of clicked with me and I was like, wait, the storytelling that I've always loved doing, like this is the perfect outlet for that. So it just kind of like came together and was this great transition. And yeah, somehow clicked to me just realizing that the power of my photos and the power of my videos, that it really had a chance to make an impact and to change somebody's perspective. So I just like kept diving into to any sort of curiosity I had with the visual arts. Like-
0: You just heard a teaser from the awesome new podcast, The Video Craft Show. The Video Craft Show is a weekly video podcast about the craft and business of content creation. Whether you're an aspiring creative or established video veteran, this show is here to inspire you and help you along your journey. This podcast is actually hosted by John Santiago as he interviews makers and creators about their stages and stories about building their own audience through video. This podcast actually came out brands making new on January 19th of 2021, and I cannot love this podcast more. So if you are looking for, more stories and more ways to be a better creator and business owner, this is definitely the podcast that you are going to want to check out. You can find them at videocraftshow.com or you can find more information about them and this super awesome new podcast on our show notes at womenofyoutube.com. All right, back to the interview. So because you are such an, a pro especially in the lifestyle vertical and 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 category I would love for us to talk about what it is that our lifestyle and beauty um listeners could do to help and you know we have in the women of YouTube Facebook group we have a lot of people that are talking about like lifestyle and and different kinds of things. And they're hitting these struggle points mm-hmm. where they're like, I'm not getting growth. I don't know what I'm doing right. Like why are all these other people having success over me? And so I'd love to just talk with you about like, what is it that people, women who are in the lifestyle of vertical, what they can do as they try and build up at maybe specific markers. Like maybe we could talk like a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. And then like, what's the next step? Cause I feel like those are kind of big YouTube milestones to hit yeah, they are or getting to them takes forever, it feels like. And I know I've gone through that myself in, in what I do. So let's talk to the people under a thousand subscribers. Okay, and I'm in lifestyle and what I'm interested in what are your tips for that? what they should do to to hit that thousand mark.
1: Okay. Well, I could talk for hours and hours on, on tips. <laughs> <laughs> cause there's, like, sure. <laughs> there's a lot. That's the thing with YouTube is that. You know, there's, there's a few things. And when I, when I say lifestyle, I could say that, you know, a lot of the people that I work with, it's, it's mainly women, even though I do have some men that I I work with, but uh, mainly women and yeah, the, the niches that they gravitate towards, but it could be anything from lifestyle, uh, motherhood, a lot of, you know, a lot of moms, Um, even, I even have some, some clients and students that are like the productivity cleaning house cleaning organization and then there's the beauty space and then there's fashion all aspects of that and then there's aging anti aging there's fitness so all these different niches and I would say you know if there's somebody that's really struggling right and somebody that's been on YouTube for a while and they just can't seem to catch a break I would I would I would want you to ask yourself a couple of different things first off is what is your level of commitment to your YouTube channel so this is something I hear all the time is like, oh, I really want you. I really want you. But then when I actually take a look at their channel and what they're doing, I'm like, this does not look like YouTube is a priority to you. It just doesn't look like it. First off, like, you know, even if you're being consistent, the quality of the content and what you're doing, it just doesn't look like you're putting that extra thought and time into the editing, into your thumbnails, into conceptualizing the topic. It looks like you just went to the store and threw out a haul and say, okay, here it is. Right. It's like, well, no, if you're going to do a haul and you're going to go and you're going to buy a bunch of stuff from Amazon or you're going to buy a bunch of stuff from Zara, you need to think through, okay, what is my viewer going to get from this video that I'm going to put out? It's not just about me and what's going on in my life. It's like, are you thinking about strategically every single video that you upload to your channel? Are you taking the time, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to conceptualize this Idea. So, okay, well, I'm going to go, go to the mall or, you know, these days I'm going to shop online and I'm going to buy a bunch of clothes. So, okay, great. Well, if you're going to do that, what is the value to the viewer for that specific haul? And then even going even even further is who is your viewer, right? And I call them true fan off of Kevin Kelly's a thousand true fans. And who is that person? Who's that person that, you know, inside and out that you understand their deep desires, you understand their psychological triggers, you understand their needs, their pain points their wants, you know, that inside and out so that when you're creating your video schedule, that you know each of those videos is hitting each of those psychological triggers so that your viewer when come across or your true fan when coming across your video, whether it's in recommended, whether it's in suggested, whether it's in their browse, boom, they're going to click on it because that's what they need in that moment. So are you, so I mean, I don't know. I didn't answer that question like very singly, but because there's so many things, right? And I think I started with one, are you prioritizing your YouTube channel? Are you saying I am, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to do full time with YouTube. I want to make YouTube a thing. Okay. Well then your actions need to reflect that. How much time are you spending on your YouTube channel? How, um, uh, how consistent are you, right? Are you uploading once a week or twice a week, at least at a minimum without fail? This is another thing I see people doing. They say they really want to do YouTube. They do YouTube. They're consistent for a month and then they either get burnt out or they get disappointed because they're not growing. And then they said, okay, I just gotta take a break. I can't do it. So then they stop and then they do it again. And then it's kind of this cycle because then they do it again for like a month or two months and then they're not seeing the results they want. And then they take a break again. And then and then it's this it's this cycle. And the thing is that with YouTube, even if you feel like things aren't working out, even if you feel like you're not getting the growth that you want, the worst thing you can do is stop. Because every single video that you do and create and upload, that's a learning experience. And that's getting you better at the craft of being a YouTuber. And being a YouTuber, I always say this is not for everybody, it's not for the faint of heart. It is a lot of work and there's a lot of skill sets that you need to learn and understand and refine in order to be a good YouTuber. So that's why the curve of success on YouTube can kind of look like, I always say it looks like this, and it becomes exponential, right? There's a long flat line. And this is like you learning and figuring out and figuring out yourself, figuring out your true fan, figuring out the tech, figuring out the editing, figuring out the, the graphic design with your thumbnails, figuring out the marketing, how to best craft your titles. All of it is a learning experience. And every single video that you upload and create is another opportunity for you to get better. And then, so that's why that same thing, what is your level of commitment? If you are not prioritizing YouTube as you know up there, then it's never going to happen for you because you have to, without fail, continue to create content. And then from there, you know, we can go into, like I mentioned, understanding who your audience is, like knowing inside and out those psychological triggers. that are going to get them to click knowing who you're creating content for. So
0: I love what you said. So it sounds like for the first thousand subscribers, the thing that you need to spend that time in is just, figuring out how to be a better youtuber with every single video until you get to that 1000 mark because it's going to allow for you to to have the sucky videos to figure out like what is or isn't working it allows you to apply the things that you're studying and seeing from other people other youtubers like oh I like that style oh I like how she did that haul oh let me try and fame hack this trend like mm-hmm. all of those kinds of stuff so it sounds like the first 1000 subscribers is all about experimenting and figuring out what being a YouTuber looks like for you.
1: I, I, that's exactly great, yeah. And that's the thing, it's like, you need to give yourself grace and understanding and know that you're not gonna get it right the first, second, third, 10th, 15th, 20th time. You might, you might or might not. Some people I've interviewed on the podcast they hit it out of the park the first time out. I interviewed this girl, Kenna, who she's a chemist and she literally blew up to 200,000 subscribers in like two or three months. And she's a chemist who talked about a trend in the beauty community, which was somebody by the name of Jacqueline Hill. She had these hairy lipsticks. And as a chemist, she came in and talked about it and boom, she blew up because she talked about something that was super relevant, super trendy. And she had that unique background of, of being a chemist. So For everybody, it's different and your path is different. And I've worked with a lot of people too, not Kenneth, but I've worked with people who've had those similar experiences that have actually blown up at the beginning, but then they're like, holy cow, like, Now what? Right. They, 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 they didn't, they didn't know YouTube. So, you know, I've had other people say, you know, actually it was perfect that I went viral when I did, which was a year into making videos because I was ready at that point. I knew YouTube, I understood YouTube. So everybody's path is different, but you have to give yourself that grace and you have to know and understand that it might take you, you know, over a year to really understand and perfect YouTube. Even if you're uploading, you know, once, once or twice a week.
0: Yeah, I always thought it took me 18 months to get yeah. to thousand subscribers. Yeah. And I was doing like three videos a week really consistently. I made a lot of bad videos. Like, yeah. a lot of things that just didn't work out. Like, I was put, uploading my podcast videos in full, like, in all their full glory. Those weren't working. I was trying mm-hmm. this thing where I was doing like military marketing Mondays, and that didn't work because it was just like sporadic or weird or unrelated to the audience I was trying to serve and I was trying to do like high-end concepts and I was like I needed to focus on how to's and get in front of people based on expertise and it's really identifying and, and going through that time
1: so anyway let me pig back on that so so much of what you're saying I'm loving because that's so much of what I'm telling people is like that first year that's experiment experimenting like Figure, just figure stuff out. Just try different things. So much of YouTube is experimenting to figure it out until you know what works for you. And I I love that because that, that that path that you had is so similar to so many creators. Yeah, and I think
0: it's important. I think it's really important to share that because so many people think that it's just if I don't make it in my first ten videos, I'm never going to have success. And I always try to remind people: it's like, look, the first time you did anything, like. How good at it were you? Mm-hmm. you know, like we go to mm-hmm. we go to school for 12 years. And it's this constant state of like learning new things, sucking at them, and then having to figure out what to do wrong. You choose to go to college, like it's just years of getting started with something new. Like I remember I went to art school. So it was literally like my 101 classes for art were like, okay, we're gonna draw an egg, you know, <laughs> and it's like, all right, like what does drawing an egg have to do with like doing like still lifes and and, and live mm-hmm. sketching but like like oh i'm learning all of these things and i made a lot of really bad eggs mm-hmm. like to get into what i was trying to learn which is about like shading and angles and stuff and so it's just one of those kinds of things like you have to build up to it and it takes years and time and you know we think about you know some of these really big youtubers like i justine and and uh, marcus brown and, and mr beast and all these other really famous people When you go look at their first stuff, like, first of all, it's, they're all, they've all been creators for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like they've been doing it for so long and they started off with how a lot of us are like with web cameras and old school, like cameras. And like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I remember my first time I got a camera phone, it was like super terrible low quality pixels, but I thought it was the coolest, greatest thing. And like, that's what people started with. And you have to use what you have and just, figure it out. Do you really want? Do you really think you would be prepared to be successful within 10 videos? Like, yeah. do, do you even know like what you would do, what that would look like? How are you making money? What is monetization gonna look like for you? Like, like I like, I don't know if you remember that girl, I remember her name exactly, and I'm sure you will. It's like Janelle. She was the 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 caravan or the RV, the like oh, uh-huh, uh uh-huh,
1: yeah she was like yeah. blew
0: up and I think that she just like completely didn't expect it and like you got to we got to watch her get started Mm -hmm. and it was rough Mm -hmm. right and so it's sort of like she wasn't ready for that Like Mm -hmm. I don't think she was ready for that kind of popularity I'm sure it's benefited her but it was it was it was really rough to watch and I don't think anybody would want that so I think it's important for new creators of any kind especially in the lifestyle vertical like give yourself grace and give yourself time to figure out how this whole thing works if you want this to be a thing you do like mm-hmm. as a job or a place your job or a side gig or something like that. Look, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but did you know that YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine? Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. vidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really want to dive in more and get started for free, please head over to thewomenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you. All right, let's get back to it. So how do you figure out what videos to do? In, yeah. in lifestyle. I'm very curious about this. this is like because this is a very like Desiree has questions question. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you know what to do? Like it's easy for me. Facebook, yeah. Instagram, yeah. like fake yeah. tutorials. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and they're always yeah. changing so much. So it's easy for me to kind of like, all right, new tutorial because Facebook changed something stupid. Yeah. How do you do it in lifestyle? How do you know what to create?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And that's and that's why I created like my zero to influence YouTube bootcamp camp the way that I have, because it's like people join and they're like, wait, I feel like this is like a therapy session. You know, like this is, <laughs> this isn't like, you're not, we're the SEO. And I'm like, that comes later. And it comes way later, like way. So, so much about, you know, these type of niches, it's, Fully understanding several things. And I call it my audience. It's my audience attraction system. And it's fully understanding why you're doing it. Not from, I want to be YouTube famous. I want to support my family. I want to make money, but from a deeper, much, much deeper level. Um, And I like to. A quote a lot Simon Sinek, who's the author of Start with Why, and I actually have my students in the bootcamp like all read it and watch his stuff because it's the idea of like why are you here on this planet? It's not so much like your YouTube channel, especially if you're going to do something lifestyle related. This is. Gonna be your life's work. This is your legacy. Uh, this is, you know, what you're leaving behind, right? It's not so much of like, okay, this is my job. It's this is your why. Like, so why are you doing this? Why do you feel the need to share with people how you put on makeup? Why do you feel the need to share with people why, you know, you want to share your clothing hauls? And most people find there's actually a very deep reason to it. They're like, well, because you know, growing up, I had terrible acne. And for me having makeup was a way to actually face the world. And I want to show people that you can makeup can help you gain that confidence in life and help you live the fullest life that you want. Right. So we get really, really deep. And that and so many of my students say that when my why workbook is like I don't know how many, 30, 40 pages, and they're going through, and they're like, I cry, I literally cry, so many of my students say they cry in the first two weeks of the boot camp, um, because we have to get deep, because it can't just be superficially, here's this amazing product, oh my god, like I'm putting it on, we got to get deeper and have a deeper understanding, and that's, there's another important reason for that too, is because, because YouTube is so, I'm going to say like unpredictable but because everything we talked about YouTube takes work, YouTube takes time and you don't want to get burnt out, you always have to go back to your why to say well why are you doing this. Okay? It's not just to share the latest lipstick, it's not to share the the best productivity hack why and they're like okay well my why is because i want to help women find confidence in themselves so that they can support themselves or they can love themselves right so you go back to that why so that if you ever feel like you're burnt out or if you ever feel like i don't know if i can do this you're like, but I have to do this because this is my why. So that's that's the first part of it. The second part is, you know, understanding what is what is your niche? Like, what are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on fashion for women over 40? Are you going to focus on interior design in a modern style? Are you going to focus on the look for less? Are you going to focus on um, motherhood of, you know, five children and how you can stay same, right? Like, so what is that focus? Uh, and then the next thing is, is who is your audience, right? And so a lot of time the niche and the audience go can be one in the same because you can especially in, in a lot of these niches that are are you can, they're, they're saturated there's a lot of people out there but I always say but there's always room for a new creator right somebody who, who understands what they bring in the world has a powerful why and who they serve And so um, knowing and understanding who your audience is so say that you've got this broad niche of beauty but your audience are women in their 30s who also like to gravitate towards cruelty free. Boom. Well, now that's your niche and that's your specific audience. And then from your audience is is understanding their psychological triggers and what would make them click their pain points, their deep desires, their needs, their wants, um, all that. And then the last part of it is what's your mission, what's your mission around your channel, because your mission is actually what it builds your community. So all those things together will help you determine what to create. And to make it very simple after that, after going through all that is, okay, well, now you know who your audience is. So what, what do they want? Like, what do they want? And what can you give them?
0: First of all, let's just be real for one hot minute. There's nothing simple about what you just listed off to us. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. And so I
0: understand, good. like, why it's a workbook situation. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like
0: workbook I, in, like, nine weeks. <laughs> like, it's like. Yeah, no, and I think that it's important. And like I said, mm-hmm. I think that like, well, this isn't an, like, a. An ad or a promo for your for your bootcamp. It's yeah. also kind of like, well, maybe be worth considering going to the bootcamp. Like I'm listening to you, and I'm like, maybe I should
1: go through the bootcamp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: like, I'm I'm one and a half million views in, and almost yeah. hit twenty thousand subs. I'm like, there's probably room for some growth here. <laughs> you know, well, it's I-
1: funny because I work with people that have a hundred thousand and they join and it's and they're taking a step back like someone like you you're so knowledgeable and you know so much but everybody at some point is saying well i'm kind of feeling a little bit stuck right it's like i need to take it and i i say this for a lot of people and so many people that 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 come to me or they start to listen to the podcast or they watch the the youtube channel they're like I I, am doing SEO wrong. I'm doing SEO wrong. That's why I'm not growing. And I I look at, and part of the bootcamp is, is there's coaching. So I I watch all the videos and I'm like, no, no. It's because your videos are boring or no, it's because I have no clue who you're talking to or no, like your channels all over the place. I had nothing to do with SEO. And I think that's the biggest, if I want anybody to take away from this interview is that the reason you're not growing is not SEO it's because of you. (laughs) And that's a good thing because we can work with you, right? We can work with you and find what makes you special and unique. And we can focus on that. And then we can bring that to the surface so other people can see that.
0: I love that you talked about that. Like it's, it's not YouTube, it's you. And I think that, you know, there's a very common thread that a lot of um, YouTube pros talk about. It's like, you need to create content for people, not for an algorithm, and it's really mm-hmm. hard to remember that. It's, and again, I fall—I fall victim to this all the time. Not victim, I'm guilty of this all the time. I am very SEO focused in my content. Mm-hmm. Like I am, like digging into like TubeBuddy and VidIQ. I'm like, all right, what do I got to make? What's the right keywords? What are the trends I got to do? What are my competitors doing? Like, how do I stay relevant? What's going on in the world this time of year? Like, and, and how do I like crack into it and 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 you know make stuff that's rele- relevant to it. So when when I actually wish I could just like talk to people about like how to make cool shit on the internet when it comes to their social media. And I don't get to have those conversations yeah. until like usually get to cool. college, my videos talk about, it. I know I'm getting there. And like I said, it's really important. It's in part to remember you have to be a person, you have to be entertaining, you have to hold their interest, And that's why when I do my content, when I'm creating tutorials and all this kind of stuff, I still keep it fun and light and try to be as interesting as i can because Mm -hmm. i have seen so bad tutorials like just because you're teaching someone something doesn't mean you have to be boring
1: yeah and i i love what you said because it's that's why people come to youtube You know, like they're not coming to YouTube because they want to just read a blog. They're coming because they want to see Desiree teach about Facebook and her awesome, like warm personality. Like they want that, right? They want to feel that from somebody. And so um, there's something you mentioned earlier that I want to talk about because it was was really good what you said. Oh, you said, okay, like the SEO, you feel like you're focusing so much on the SEO. And I think certain niches, like it works, like I think some niches, it requires a little bit more of that that SEO, but other ones. What's crazy is that I have some of my clients that I work with on a one on one basis. Is we don't even look at SEO like at all. You don't even look at it. We don't even look at buddy and they're getting forty thousand, fifty thousand views of video with thirty thousand subscribers. Right. So it's like there's a component of SEO that's important, but. It's not the end-all, be-all, and so much success really can come from knowing and understanding your audience, knowing and understanding yourself, and knowing and understanding how to create entertaining, valuable content. Like those three things, if you've got those three things, SEO is like the cherry on top. Like you can you can look at SEO, but okay, I'll do a little bit of you know, figure that out. But nah, those other three things is is what's going to make you a YouTube star. So why is it that so
0: many people in the lifestyle vertical specifically struggle to get going? Like, what is it that they're doing wrong?
1: So I would say, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, people are struggling, I think in every single niche on YouTube, it's not just lifestyle. And I think there's people in every single niche that do succeed. Right. So I think, I think it's across the board. I think it just, it doesn't matter. You could be doing gaming, you could be doing finance, you could be doing um, HR, you could be doing beauty. And I think so a lot of people, I think, struggle because, well, first off, everyone's going to struggle at the beginning because YouTube is difficult. YouTube is hard. Like I said, I I do believe, you know, I mean, a lot of social media platforms are hard, but I do think YouTube is probably one of the hardest, but I do believe that the opportunities from YouTube are the best if you're able to, to, to make it work and succeed. I really believe that. And I think they struggle because they jump into it, not knowing and understanding how much effort and commitment it's going to take because you, you have to be good at so many things on top of the psychology of, like I mentioned, understanding your viewer and also knowing and understanding yourself. And so you got to be a good graphic designer because you got to create killer thumbnails without a good thumbnail. No one's going to click on your videos you need to know and understand the tech side of things, lighting, sound, all of that bad light and sound can kill a video. (laughs) Like People are not going to stay and watch if they can't see you, especially if you're doing something like beauty or fashion or skin, skincare, right? And if they can't hear you or understand you, they're not going to watch. So that's a huge component. Then now understanding like, how to understand trends and how to figure out, well, what's trending on YouTube and what's trending in your niche and what's trending, uh, what your audience wants to watch. That's trending. So knowing and understanding what's relevant on YouTube, knowing and understanding uh, how to edit, right. How to edit for entertaining videos. So there's so many aspects that I think can seem overwhelming to people and for good reason. And that's why I say you need to give yourself time and grace because that first six months or year or three months of creating content, that's you perfecting those skills. That's you learning those skills. and But then from there, there's a point where if somebody say has been on YouTube, they're like, yeah, but I've been on it for a year and I've been consistent every week. That's where you need to take a good, hard look. At yourself and ask yourself some very hard questions. I know I created a YouTube video about it too, like five questions to ask yourself if you're not succeeding. And it's like, okay, am I in the right niche? Like, if you if you've tried this for a year and you're consistent, and you're doing it twice a week, or you know, maybe you know, and you're really consistent. And you say, why? Well, I, I am consistent. I am working hard, right? And it's not working. Then, like, maybe this just isn't the right niche for you. Maybe you just need to reevaluate and say, okay. And, and I've had people that I've worked with who are in one niche. And, um, like I have one story and she's now a pet YouTuber, but she started off doing beauty and, and she was doing it and she wasn't succeeding. And I'm like, well, she told me about herself and what she does. I'm like, why are you doing beauty when your profession is working with animals? And, and she's like, well, you know, because like beauty, da, 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 it's my escape and this and that. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I get it. But you were also telling me that you want to be a full-time YouTuber, and you want to, you know, you want to quit your job, and that's not aligning with what you're doing. Because if you're, if you're honest with yourself, well, not honest with yourself, but I'm, I'm, I'm coaching you with the goal of you going full-time, and that's your goal as well. Well, if you want to go full-time and you want to grow as quickly as you possibly can, then doing this work with your animals it's gonna make the most sense because you're an expert because you have unique advantages because you you have these animals right you have all these other unfair advantages in this world that you're not utilizing yeah. do do pets so she she fought me on it um, eventually she started to do animals and she went from a thousand to now over six hundred thousand YouTube subscribers in three years yeah. so you know her name's Emzotic you can look her up M Emzotic and And then she always says, she's like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm so glad I listened to you. Like, I was thinking I needed to go down this path, but my, my, my niche was, was right in front of me. So that might be a situation where you're saying, well, maybe, you know, look at what your skills are. Look at what your profession is. Look at what you're good at. Look at your unique situation. I had somebody else who was doing beauty a lot of people want to do beauty at the beginning. And honestly, I tell a lot of people, okay, like, there there's there's other things you can do, right? And then you know another person, she's a mother of five. I'm like, that's interesting. Let's let's look at that, right? So it's like have a good hard look at your yourself and say, well, maybe there's other areas I should be focusing on, right? You, you gotta I love that
0: like you should ask yourself, like, it's this combination of like what can you talk a lot about? Like I said, you're using the friend you the girl as a pet example. Yes, you can talk a lot about makeup, like, but you reach a you reach a ceiling with it. But with pet mm-hmm. care, and I can speak to this because my best friend is a pet sitter, and she just she just gets it. Like she just yeah. does all of these things. I get it. And it's just one of those things that's so interesting, and and she can talk and talk and talk and talk and teach and teach. And teach. It's really funny because she wants to get into YouTube. And I keep trying to tell her it's like you gotta find a way to share this knowledge with other people. Like and doesn't like and, and I know she doesn't want to talk to like other pet sitters because she's just really burnt out and I get it. But it's mm-hmm. like you can talk to these people who have pets about pets. life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like- so that's and I understand that too because people can get burnt out in whatever their job is. But you know, I have a lot of people that sign on that are doctors. I have a lot of people that sign on that are in, you know, certain businesses. They own businesses. Um and it's like, well, let's look at your skill set and let's figure out I actually have somebody that I worked with who was a medical doctor. She's an ER doctor. And she said, I don't want to talk about medicine, but I am a doctor. So she was talking about, she wasn't a dermatologist, um, but she wanted to talk about beauty and skincare. I'm like, okay, well, we could still use the fact that you're a medical doctor because medical doctors are very knowledgeable about body and just in general. So her channel then became um, a doctor's it was just like a doctor's guide to skincare, right? So hi, and her channel is Dr. Ann, And, you know, I think and now she's got 20 something thousand subscribers. And when she's joined the bootcamp, she was up, you know, a couple hundred or something. And her whole thing is, you know, a doctor's guide to skincare. And she says, you know, I'm a medical doctor. Um, I'm not a dermatologist, but, you know, here's what I, I recommend you do. And these are my thoughts on, on on skincare. So it worked for her. You know, she used her knowledge of being a doctor into a niche that she was interested in, in working with.
0: I feel like this is one of those episodes, ladies, that you need to listen to like twice. Once to be like, ah, and then the second time for like, okay, now I got to like, go back and listen and take the notes. And yeah. and, and she, oh, she asked all these questions and now I got to go figure out how to answer them. And then I got to cry a little bit. And then I got to <laughs> figure it out and get like really specific about it but I think that, like everything that I think that you've touched on is so important. Like I went into this conversation to talk about lifestyle and I have loved that. I've left this conversation with like, this can apply to every business mm-hmm. and it's, like in theory, it's kind of like everything is lifestyle because everything is life and you're solving problems for people that like the problems people are having in their life, no matter what the specific niche is, whether it's plumbing or social media or makeup or beauty, or they're just looking for a friend to connect with. Right. So it's just one of those exactly. things that I, I just, there's just so much to it, and I think that that's great. So I think if like we're to give like a a little recap, the number one thing, guys, is go re-listen to this, and of course we'll have show notes with timestamps and stuff. But I would do things like, like I said, figure out the who, figure out the why, figure out the how, figure out why you're unique. Who do you want to talk to? And then also like what Erica just like very passionately explained to us, why. Like, what are you good at? Like, what can you talk about passionately mm-hmm. about, and forever and ever and ever for an infinite amount of videos? Because that's going to be like what I think brings it all together. And of course, remember, you're creating content for humans. So if you're bored watching your stuff, other people are definitely bored watching your stuff. So don't, <laughs> do, that. don't do that at all. <laughs> don't be boring. Yep. Yep. All yeah. right. Well, Erica, this has been just... YouTube therapy, <laughs> very narrated with some YouTube, like knowledge dropping. So, uh, Erica, where can people follow you on YouTube and, and maybe potentially even work with you with your bootcamp?
1: Yeah, so um, well, I do want much. I do have a free class that people can join that goes deeper into some of the things we talked about. That has a workbook and all that. So it's you can go that at ericaviera.net forward slash masterclass, and I go deeper into the audience attraction system, the niche, the why, all that stuff. So if you want more of that, definitely check that out. Uh, I am on YouTube now, and I have a lot of videos talking about these topics. So just search Ericaviera or search YouTube Power Hour. Um, you can check that out, and yeah, the YouTube Power Hour podcast. You can find that, that, that anywhere, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So. And of
0: course we'll link to all of that in the show notes. I always ask this, I got to end it this way. Do you think there's room on YouTube for new creators?
1: Oh my God. Yes. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, having my boot camp, working with, with women. I think there's room, but I do think. You need to approach YouTube differently than you probably needed to approach it five years ago, three years ago, eight years ago. You want to be more strategic. You want to think of it as not just a hobby and you want to prioritize it. So yes, there is room and there is people every day that blow up on YouTube. I know it because I'm working with them. Like it happens even in the most crowded niches like beauty, like fashion, like lifestyle. It can happen awesome well thank
0: you so much for your time and your genius uh, i'm so grateful for you erica and everyone who is listening remember you are possibly amazing until next time see you next time
1: thanks Desiree. thank you for listening to the women of youtube podcast we would love to know what you
0: thought about this latest episode so make sure to tag us with hashtag women of youtube with your thoughts